0: or even a glass of wine, (laughs) if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi, friends. I'm about to tell you how to get three pounds of organic chicken thighs, two pounds of grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef, or one pound of premium
1: grass-fed, grass-finished steak tips, all for free, plus $20 off. That's right,
0: to choose your free offer and get that $20 off. ButcherBox.com slash with code IFpodcast. And we'll put all this information in the show notes.
2: New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% 20 off their first order, beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and
1: welcome. This is episode number 196 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Jen Stevens. Hi, everybody. And for listeners, I just forgot the intro for the first time in 196 episodes. It's kind of like when you have a habit of something that is so habitual, but then if you actually try to think about it.
3: It's like you overanalyze. Oh, 100%. Somebody in my family got a new iPhone for Christmas and... They were upgrading from the kind that had, you know, the finger that you had to click on. And so now, you know, you don't do that anymore. You just slide up instead of clicking on the little home button. And I was trying to show them how to do it. And I'm like, I I can't remember how to do it. I don't know. They're like, how do you do this? I'm like, I have no idea. I Just do it. Yeah. Like when you actually think about it. Yeah. Like, can you tell me? I'm like, no, I can't tell you. I just have to do it. I I wonder if it's because it's not like it's not
1: in your conscious working memory.
3: Yeah. Well, it's like driving a car. You know, you don't even think about all the things you're doing. You just do it.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I wonder if literally if you consciously try to think about it, if it's like, I don't know, like if you're looking for the information in the wrong part of your brain, like it might be in a different part of your brain
3: where it's subconscious. So like trying to actually think about it, maybe the the knowledge is literally not there. I mean, everything is hard that's automatic when you try to think about it. Like, you know, if you had to stand up out of your chair, you're like, all right, how do I stand up out of my chair? But you don't think about it, you just do it. Yeah. Like walking. I don't know. I don't know how to walk, you just walk. (laughs) It's so funny. Or podcast episode, try to. There you go. So we're recording this on the day after Christmas. So how was your Christmas? It was
1: wonderful. We opened all of our presents and we did like the family, the immediate family gathering on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, we did a responsible, socially distanced
3: gathering with extended family. Very nice. How about you? Well, I got to see Cal and Kate for the first time in over a year, which is crazy. To say, you know, I hadn't seen them since they got married. Oh, wow. That's exciting. It was so exciting. They didn't think they were going to be able to come home for like a brief minute. And then they were like, we're doing it. We're coming home. So they safely flew Delta with the, you know, the, the seat in the middle and they wore their masks. And while they were here, they really, they didn't see people. They didn't, you know, Cal hadn't seen his friends. He's like, "Nope, can't see them you know, we didn't go see the whole family, but they just stayed here with us. So it was just, just you know, like the people I gave birth to and my spouse and, <laughs> and my daughter-in-law. So that was it.
1: It's so exciting.
3: It was exciting. It was very nice to see them. They were here for four nights. It flew by. Oh, yeah, I bet. It really did. Yeah. Can I tell you the, the gifts that I gave to family members? Oh, real quick, I have to tell you something funny. I can no longer say that both of my sons do intermittent fasting because Cal has stopped doing intermittent fasting. Oh, really? Yes. And he eats like all the time. And it was hilarious. They like get up in the morning. They're like eating. I'm like, what? What what are you doing? <laughs> he's, like making eggs. And she's a vegetarian. So he's like probably 90 something percent vegetarian now because that's just how they eat around their apartment. We had to go to the store and get all these vegetarian things. And they just ate all the time, like all those small meals. And we went to a national park that's in South Carolina that I'd never even heard of or been to. It was it only became a national park in 2005, which explains a lot. But it's Congaree National Park. It's like a swamp. It has a boardwalk. So we walked all through the swamp. It was beautiful. But they're like, we have to think about what we're going to eat. I'm like, oh, my Lord. So we had to, like, pack food and take food and eat the food. As soon as we got there, I mean, I didn't. I was in the fasted state. So... I, like, hiked four miles in the fasted state. (laughs) They ate before we left. They ate in the middle of the hike. It was really funny. And we go, I didn't eat till we got home. It was, like, 5 (laughs) p.m. Did it come out of a need for him because he was doing more vegetarian, like, not getting enough food? I don't think so. I don't really know. He was just doing the intermittent fasting loosely and not eating till lunchtime when he was in college. And... Even I think when he first started working for Airbnb, he would, you know, go into the office, but now he's working from home. So I think he just got into the habit of starting to have breakfast again. And anyway, they're both, you know, really lean and healthy and they get a lot of exercise. So, you know, intermittent fasting is a tool that they have if they ever need it. Right. (laughs) But it was just so funny how frequently they ate.
1: I'm really happy. I realized now like my family finally has, has like just completely accepted all of my strange habits cuz I didn't really eat at the
3: the times that they were eating for different like festivity gatherings. Well, on Christmas day, we went safely over to my dad and stepmother's and I ate brunch. I ate all day long. But today, the day after, I'm so happy to not be eating. <laughs> That's the thing about it is like I feel like it's
1: the one Dietary protocol. Or I don't want to make an exclusive statement like that. But the one of the benefits about intermittent fasting is if you do stop it for the holidays, I feel
3: like so many people are so excited to go back to it compared to like dreading it. And um, even technically, you know, I, I say that I didn't I, I did fast. I fasted overnight. So I probably on Christmas Day had a well, let me think. Let me do some math. I had probably a 13-hour fast, 14-hour fast before I opened my window on Christmas. I mean, it wasn't really a window. I just, you know, I guess it technically is always a window. But I still had a 13- or 14-hour fast, and I ate. I ate more than I needed to. I ate foods I don't normally eat. And um, today, though, it feels great to fast. Yeah. Longer. feels great to fast longer, let me clarify. So what were you going to say, and then I interrupted you with my story?
1: The gifts related to things we've talked about on this show that I gave to people. So I gave beauty counter to like everybody. Um, my sister, my brother, he was so excited, which made me really excited. My mom, my brother's girlfriend and my uncle who also was really excited. They <laughs> have a men's line. So that was fun. I'll give links for all of these different things I talk about. So for that, it's melaniavalon.com slash beauty counter. And then I got, okay. The thing I was most excited about, which I think I might've sent you a picture of this when I got it because I got it months ago, but I got my dad. so my favorite book out of all the health biohacking books is David Sinclair's Lifespan. And I got him to sign it to my dad. Did I show you a picture of that when he did that? I don't think so. No, but that's awesome. I got it like way back in like the spring. So that made me like really happy. And I asked him just to sign it like to Steve, my dad, but he wrote like a whole message and wrote like, he wrote like your daughter is awesome. And I was like, oh my goodness. That's fabulous. So I got that from my dad. And then I also got my dad a pair of blue blocks, blue light blocking glasses.
3: It was a biohacking Christmas. It really was. It really was.
1: And then I got my mom a chili pad Uler, the mattress that cools down while you sleep I'm so excited for her to try it because she's been complaining about sleeping really hot at night and not being able to sleep. So she said she was going to, you know, add it into her budget and buy it later. So I was like, I'll just get it for her. I got her an Apollo Neuro, the stress relieving device, which was really funny because like a few days before Christmas, she texted me because she had seen like one of my Instagram stories or Facebook or something like about Apollo Neuro. And she was like, does this really work? And I was like, yes. And she was like, I think I want to get one. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> And I'd already I'd already got it for her. Do not get one, mom. I was like, I think they're coming out with an update. So you might want to wait. So she's really excited about that. And then um, that might have been all of the quote, like biohacking related gifts. But if listeners are curious, it's not like I got any of this for free. Like I... <laughs> I bought
3: all of this just to show how obsessed I am with all these products. True. It's like I bought Chad Dry Farm Wines, a box of the reds, and I paid for it. I bought it. Oh, yeah. I got my dad that too. I got my dad that and mom that. Oh, and I had some wine last night, but it was like the tiny, I, I felt like Melanie Avalon. You know how you had like a teaspoon or something? Chad opened his, you know, one of his bottles of the red. It was a French red. And I'm like, pour me. I mean, it was like half a centimeter of wine. <laughs> Glass that I just sipped it. It was tiny, but it wasn't enough to even, you know, have any kind of buzz or impact. It was just a tiny little taste. So I tasted it. That's technically like probably
1: microdosing alcohol. And I think that has a really beneficial hermetic effect. Maybe. Well, I microdosed it and it was delicious. <laughs> so I didn't stop my intermittent fasting window or anything. I didn't change my food choices. But what I did kind of go off plan was. They were all organic wines. So I have like all of these really nice, expensive, organic bottles of wine that I've had for a while, but they're not dry farm wines. A lot of them are California and they're a lot higher alcohol and they're not, I don't wanna, I just like to drink dry farm wines now. So for the holidays though, I kind of brought those bottles over any opportunity I had. So I'm excited to go back to dry farm wines
3: now. Oh yeah. I can never do anything else. I mean, I'm not ever gonna drink like huge amounts of anything ever again, I'm pretty sure. But the dry farm wines is really just so different.
1: I'm really proud of myself. Like at all the gatherings, I really stuck to. So I I brought like the really nice bottles, like I said, that are organic. But there's just you know something different about dry farm wines. But I stuck to them, and then I didn't try any of the other wines, even though I really wanted to. But yeah. So for listeners, I'll put links in the show notes. You can get a bottle for a penny dry farm wines. So that's dryfarmwines.com/slash/ivpodcast. You can get. 15% off of Blue Blocks, the blue light blocking glasses at blueblocks.com with the coupon code IFpodcast. You can get 15% off Apollo Neuro, that's the Soundwave therapy device at melanieavalon.com slash Neuro with the coupon code melanieavalon. You can get for ChiliPad, it's melanieavalon.com slash get ChiliPad. That's C-H-I-L-I-P-A-D, the code... MA25 gets you 25% off the chili pad. That's the original one. And then the code MA15 gets you 15% off the Uler. And I actually just got the Uler for myself as well. I think I talked about that because I bought them on Black Friday when they were having a pretty good sale. And oh my goodness, I love it. I definitely recommend it over the chili pad because the updates that it has is it has like a UV light to sanitize the water because there is the concern about, you know, mold growing. And then it syncs to your phone so you can like time it. So mine automatically turns on a certain time every night and then turns off in the morning. And it's just a, it is a game changer for my sleep. it was a biohacking Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. Oh, wait for your last thing. So sorry. The present that I received that I got most excited about. <laughs> my mom got me the Rolling Stones December 2020 edition was Taylor Swift on the cover with, I think, Paul McCartney. And apparently it's like sold out. Is Rolling Stone subscription only? My mom and I were debating about that. Do you know? The magazine? Yeah. Like, can you buy it on the
3: newsstands? I feel like, I mean, you used to could. Can you now? I don't know, but I'm not sure. Well, she swears. I mean, I don't buy anything on the newsstand now. So (laughs) I can't think of the last time I've gone and bought a magazine. Probably yours when you were on the cover. Did you buy that one? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that one. (laughs) Other than that, I bought that at the grocery store, though. Oh, wait, like newsstands? Like, well, I mean, like when I'm thinking about, I was picturing when you go up to the whole display of all the magazines, and it's just the one that Fast Feast Repeat was featured in was at the like checkout stand,
1: and then the one that we were in, or you were in, it was like a profile on you, but then it mentioned this show. Remember? Was it the intermittent fasting special? Yeah. Yeah, good times. So my mom, she got me. Apparently, it's like sold out the first edition, so it's still in the packaging of the Rolling Stones 2020 December Taylor Swift cover. I, it made me so happy. And then she got me organic gluten free vodka from Hawaii, made from sugar cane, and like the water is Hawaii mineral water. I was like, thank you, mom. Vodka and Taylor Swift. You really, <laughs> you
3: know me. <laughs> So I actually haven't had vodka in, I don't know, a decade. My very favorite gift was my son, Will, painted pictures for and for me. Oh Yeah. He is my artsy boy, the one that, you know, is in a band. <laughs> and his band is called Wing It. And if you go to Apple Music, you can listen to their song, Wishing by Wing It on Apple Music. And I think it's everywhere that you can do all that. Is it on Spotify now? I think it might be. I don't know. if it's on the You know, it's just like with self-publishing books. You know, once you upload it to one place and it goes to all the places or podcasts. Once you upload a podcast, it goes to all the podcast apps. Same thing with the music scene. So it should be really everywhere that you stream music. <laughs> Wishing by Winget. Anyway, I'm just so proud of him. He's, you know, doing artsy things. So now he's like, I'm going to paint. So he's painting and it's like fabulous. Oh, really? Like, what did he paint? It's kind of like an impressionistic looking kind of a thing. He painted the scene of his, like where he lives right now. And he painted like a daytime version and then a nighttime version. And they're just beautiful. So all of his Christmas money, he's like, I'm going to go buy canvases. (laughs) Like, I'm not even kidding. That's what he's, he's going to go buy canvases. And he's just, uh, he's such a creative boy.
0: That's so cool.
3: Yeah. That was my very favorite present.
1: Oh, I love it. Yep. Listeners, Jen sent me a miniature Christmas tree and it made me so happy. I'm so glad. I decorated it.
2: Yay.
3: Staring at me. And that was your only Christmas tree, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I posted a picture on Instagram.
3: I received a lot of plants this year. But I mean, you didn't put up a Christmas tree.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It was my only Christmas tree. That made me really happy because I was debating about getting a Christmas tree in my apartment, but I was like, I don't want to (laughs) deal. I mostly don't want to deal with like... Storing
3: it if it was artificial, storing it somewhere, or yeah, that is not easy. And if it's real, getting rid of it. I am so happy in my house because we have five attics. It's a crazy house. It's got a lot of weird eaves. and in all the little weird eaves area upstairs, there's like a little attic crammed in there. There's always these words that you teach me about houses that I have never heard of in my life. Okay, an eve. Well, you know, think about a roof that's like, you know, like the 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 triangle of the roof, right? Mm -hmm. And now imagine a room that's next to where, like where a slanted ceiling comes down. A lot of the rooms in my house have slanted ceilings. Okay. So imagine as the slant comes down, there's all that space that you can't have really in the room. And so there's like doorways that go under the eaves and that's like storage. So it's like a a triangle room? Well, it's it's just like, you know, uh, that little space. I don't know. It's hard to. But I have an entire Christmas attic. Nice. I mean, it's fantastic. That's where I have two full-size Christmas trees that I keep in there. I mean, I have to take them down, but all my Christmas stuff's in that one attic. And it's phenomenal because we didn't have that kind of storage in my other house. Storage is everything. In fact, when we bought this house, the old owner said, beware of the attics. What do you mean? Because you can put so much stuff in there. Because they had been in this house since 84. And so apparently their attics were packed. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So we're going to try not to fall in the trap. But anyway, you're right. Storing a Christmas tree is hard. Yeah. So shall we get started? I think so. I knew we were going to have a lot to catch up on. We did. Well, because, you know, Christmas.
1: This will come out into January, but happy wait Christmas to everybody. Hopefully 2021 is looking bright. I think
3: it's going to be a great year. I think so, too. Some great things happened in 2022, though. I mean, you know, I had no friends who had babies or their first grandchildren or, you know, their New York Times bestselling book or other things. And so we had some, some good things in 2020. It also taught us a lot about what to value and what's important. Yeah, that's what I, I keep thinking. I think it's been like, a, we slowed down, yeah,
1: an amazing, like a forced mindfulness in a way
3: to reevaluate what's important. I mean, bad things happen in every single year, but I, I don't think we should think of 2020 as only bad because it also had some amazing things in it. I agree. And then you feel guilty. You're like, well, I had some good things in 2020. You're like, I can't, you know, but <laughs> I'm sorry I had a good thing. You know,
1: I, that is a response that I even have, like that I shouldn't feel good about things that happened. So I think a reframe, it's
3: like, I'm sorry, you can only complain. No, we need to celebrate the good things too. Yeah. It doesn't diminish the other things, right?
0: Hi, friends. I'm about to tell you how to get 20% off one of my favorite things for truly taking charge of your health, including testing something we talk about all the time, your insulin levels. So to live your healthiest and longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, that would be your body. By using data from your blood, DNA, and fitness trackers, Inside Tracker gives you personalized and science backed recommendations on things that you can take control of to optimize your health. What I love about Inside Tracker is that Inside Tracker tests provide optimal ranges, not conventional ranges, for over 40 biomarkers, including magnesium, vitamin D,
1: testosterone, cortisol, ferritin, which is the storage form of iron that is rare for doctors to test, ApoB, three key female biomarkers,
0: and something I am so excited about, Inside Tracker recently added insulin testing to their ultimate plan. Friends, I am Thrilled about this. We talk about insulin
1: all the time on this show. It is so relevant to your metabolic health and your lifespan. In particular, insulin tracking is an early warning sign for several chronic diseases and is a key indicator of energy optimization. It can really let you know if your diet, if your fasting is working for you. You want to test your insulin. It is so hard to get doctors
0: to test insulin, and now you can do it with Inside Tracker. The thing I love most about Inside Tracker is that they have a strict science-backed approach to everything they do If your specific biomarker level is unoptimized, InsideTracker actually provides
1: recommendations that are backed by dozens of peer-reviewed studies and personalized to you. This process was set in place by their founders that include experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. And for a limited time, our audience can get 20% off their ultimate plan,
0: which includes testing that insulin. When you sign up at InsideTracker.com, slash IF podcast. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, then visit insidetracker.com slash ifpodcast.
1: And one of the things I really love about Inside Tracker is it helps you track all of your results, all of your tests over time, so you can see patterns, see your history. It makes predictions of where you'll be if you continue on your current trajectory. It is a game changer for making sense of your Labs. I am obsessed with Inside Tracker. Again, you can get 20% off their ultimate plan, including testing your insulin levels at slash ifpodcast. And we will put all of this information
0: in the show notes.
3: All right. So we have some feedback from Bronwyn, and it is about Becky from episode 192. She said, Hi, Jen and Melanie. I'm listening to episode 192 and wondered if you could tell Becky my experience. I, like her, can't get past about 1 p.m. without needing to eat, but I can easily drop dinner. When I finally decided that I didn't, quote, have to, unquote, eat dinner with my family and just sat with them and drank water, not one of them noticed that I wasn't eating until the fourth night. And they are not upset about it. They don't mind at all. Bronwyn. Yeah, so that was some good feedback. I'm I'm pretty sure the initial question from Becky,
1: which was is a question that we get from a lot of people, is families. It's often usually moms who have kids and families and they, you know, do better with an earlier eating window so they don't want to eat dinner with the family and there's this whole, you know, puzzle to figure out about what is best. And I'm trying to remember what we recommended. I think we recommended a lot of different potential options. But it's nice to hear that, you know, for some people like Bronwyn, that just, you know, taking the approach that she took can work for some people. So yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, I think you nailed it. All right. So now we have two questions and they are talking about a similar topic. So we thought we would include both. The first one is from Roshana, and the subject is energy during fasting window. And Roshana says... So I hear about this increased mental energy with IF. I have been doing IF now for a few months and have reached my target weight. However, I have a fogged brain through the fasting period. And after my eating window opens and I eat lunch around 12 to one, I experience a sudden and sharp dip of energy, which stays through till my dinner time, which is at seven. No amount of tea or coffee helps. And then we have a question from Robin. The subject is lack of energy while fasting. She says, hi, I've been fasting now for about three years, started twelve, twelve, and worked up to 24. I do 24 to keep my weight down, especially now since COVID and not working out at the level I was before COVID. I'm currently working at home and I'm not going to gym for spin class to get my cardio in and to keep my A1C in check. My issue is I never feel energized and focused. It's just the opposite, tired and brain fog. Any suggestions? All right. So, two great questions, great questions
3: from two ours, Rashad and Robin. Jen, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm going to be really brief. <laughs> you know, most of us have Increased mental clarity and energy while fasting clean during the fast. And like, for example, today, it's the day after Christmas. I actually was a little draggy this morning because I had a long window yesterday. I ate more sweets and things I don't normally eat. And so I was feeling a little draggy. But then I just pushed through that. And then, boom, on the other side, mental clarity, increased energy, no more brain fog. That is what you want to ideally feel. If you're not feeling that ever and you know you're fasting clean and you know you're fasting you know long enough that you should be getting into ketosis, like 16, 18, 20 hours, you never feel it. Like if you're only fasting 16 hours and you never feel it, you might not be fasting long enough. But if you're fasting, you know, 20 hours or beyond and you never get out of the brain fog... Either you're not getting into ketosis, which is possible, or there's something else causing the brain fog. So people have brain fog for all sorts of reasons. It could be related to, you know, something going on in your gut. It could be an allergy. I mean, it could be all sorts of reasons that you have brain fog. And so if you know you're fasting long enough, you know that you, you know, quote, should be getting into ketosis and having that increased mental clarity that would come with that and you never, never, never are, then it's time to look beyond what else is going on. Back to what Roshana said about after she eats, she has a dip of energy. Well, that's normal because digestion takes a lot of energy. And so, you know, we tend to have, you know, our blood glucose might drop after we eat, you know, depending on what you eat, you feel tired, your body's digesting, all that. So that's normal. But in the fast, if you continue to feel lethargic and have brain fog and you're fasting for years and years, you know that you're you know, having a long enough fast, I would dig deeper. So I know, Naomi, you have a ton to say about that. What I
1: noticed for both of them, and Jen can probably predict that I would say this, but neither of them said what they are eating. Jen really nailed it in the fact that there are so many potential things that can be going on that like so many things. Even fasting itself for some people can have like a a really intense detox effect and can create fatigue just from the fasting, for example. This isn't speaking to energy specifically, but right now I am reading The Walls Protocol by Terry Walls. I'm so excited because I'm going to be interviewing her. And she's really a huge figure in the holistic health world. She's the one that had multiple sclerosis. She like was, I mean, wheelchair bound, like couldn't even, you know, walk. And she completely reversed all of it through diet and lifestyle. And she was a doctor too, originally. Originally, she is a doctor. So she has a, you know, really nuanced and informed perspective from both conventional and holistic medicine. But in any case, something that really stuck out with me was I was reading her book and is not speaking to energy specifically, but she said that there are basically four things related to chronic disease and like four factors in your body. Energy issues often overlap with factors in our body that can be trending towards disease. So she says that those are one mitochondrial dysfunction. So basically how your cells are generating energy. And Jen spoke to that with the fasting. So, you know, for a lot of people, if you are fasting, and you are fat adapted and you're in the ketogenic state, then your mitochondria are most likely, you know, generating ketones adequately. So that, that may or may not be the problem. If, if you're not getting the energy from the fast, Jen just talked about this. It might be that you're never quite getting into that, that ketogenic state that you need to be in to experience the benefits. The other thing she says, number two is excessive and inappropriate inflammation. And I think that can come from, I think that's a lot where the, where the food choices come in. So you know, you might be fasting and doing all the fasting. And even though you can get the benefits of fasting coupled with a diet that is not health promoting or not working for you, it's still quite possible to be putting in foods in your body in the eating window that are, you know, short circuiting everything. And so then like when you're actually fasting, it's sort of mitigating the damage, but you're never able to really reach that state of vitality or energy because you're always kind of doing like cleanup every day. It kind of would be like if you had a house party every night, like a college party in your apartment, and then you came and did a deep clean every day, like a fasting period. If you're always recovering from what you're eating, that can be an issue. And And sometimes you might not even realize that it's causing a problem. Like it can be hard to know sometimes unless you actually take out the foods that are bothering you. And I'm not trying to like moralize food or say that, you know, anybody is having, doing like a quote bad diet, but it is possible that the foods are not suiting your body. So I always recommend if you haven't tried like a whole foods type approach diet where you're eliminating potentially inflammatory foods. I obviously really love the quote paleo approach, which is in my book, What When Wine, but. Just looking at your dietary choices can be really important. And then the other two things she says, number three is high cortisol levels. And I think that speaks to, so hormones, hormones can be huge. So you could be doing the fasting and eating the right food, but if your hormones are off for whatever reason, there can still be, you know, problems with, with energy because hormones are huge. And then the fourth thing she says is absence of or insufficient health promoting microbes living in and on us. So our microbiomes. And I do think our gut health and our microbiome health is like huge. And if your gut is full of microbes that are not, you know, symbiotically supporting you, it can definitely, definitely lead to energy issues, weight gain, things just not quite working. So again, that is something where I think addressing foods can be a a huge factor in that. But that was a long answer, just like Jen predicted. I <laughs> knew <laughs> you would have a lot to say. But it, I just thought it was perfect because I read that last night and I was like, oh, this is, that's like really four really great things to focus on. Yeah. So basically, long story short, it, it might not be the fasting. Right. Could be a lot of things.
3: And, you know, just to piggyback when you were talking about things that were inflammatory for your body, you know, it, it's not the same for every body. Something that works really well for me might be inflammatory for somebody else and vice versa. Like, um, you know, I'm getting ready to eat according to the recommendations of the PREDICT-3 study just to see how I feel. And after doing that study, I found that, to no surprise to me, a lot of fat is inflammatory to me because my body doesn't clear fat. So if I were like just following someone else's protocol of like, you know, eating a high fat Keto diet, for example, that worked great and lowered inflammation for, you know, somebody else, that's inflammatory for me because of the way my body clears fat based on the results of my blood test. So you just really have to figure out what works for your body. You know, the good news is we're getting more and more tools to do that. You know, companies that can analyze things for you and say, guess what? That's not good for your body.
1: Yeah. I I feel like I am. Le- so the two things now that I always have on, I'm learning so much from my continuous glucose monitor, which I have one on still right now. Jen, are you going to wear another one at all? Do you think? Maybe. Which one are you using? It's NutriSense. Is that the one you like the most? So I did interviews with NutriSense and Levels. I like both. They both use the the Freestyle Libre. Oh, and for listeners who are not familiar, I know Jen and I have been talking about this a lot, but... The Continuous Glucose Monitor is a, a sensor that you put onto your arm and it measures your glucose, your blood glucose constantly 24-7. So you can see how you react to foods and you can see you can see what's happening when you're fasting, when you eat, when you exercise, like how is that changing your blood sugar?
3: And it's revolutionary. And just to clarify, that's not what told me that fats were inflammatory for me. That was the uh, the different part of the PREDICT-3 study. The CGM was part of it. But they also fed me challenge meals and then tested my blood, you know, at periods throughout, you know, after the challenge meal to see how my body cleared the fat. Anyway, I just wanted to clarify that. So they were testing the fatty acids in your blood? Yes. Yes you know, how my body cleared the fat after the challenge meal that, you know, they have the data on how you should clear the fat versus how I did clear the fat. Anyway, but the reason I asked about Nutrisense being the one you prefer is because they reached out to the company that does my podcast ads. They're interested in sponsoring intermittent fasting stories. So. Oh, doing sponsorships. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to check and see if that's the one because I was like, I think so, but I'd like to try it. So there, I think I'm going to get to try it. Are they sending you one? Well, I think so.
1: Yeah, they're great. So for listeners, I'll put a link in the show notes. Oh, the show notes, by the way,
3: will be at ifpodcast.com slash episode 196. But just to say, we don't promote things until we try them. So that's why I asked. because I was like, I'm not going to say yes to any company until I can try it for myself. You know, And I say no to all sorts of companies, as does Melanie, as do we all the time. All the time. Definitely every week and sometimes multiple times a week. I also say no to people who want to come on intermittent fasting stories and I have turned down two New York Times best selling three 3 now three New York Times best selling writers who wanted to be on intermittent fasting stories because the anyway I <laughs> I don't get into all the reasons, but if, you know, if their protocol is not in line with the clean fast, or if they're just trying to promote a book, that's really the opposite of what I think is, you know, fasting. So anyway, I'm a little wacky with that. Then they they come over to my show. (laughs) Everybody welcome. (laughs) I'm here to talk about intermittent fasting stories. And (sighs) no, it, it makes sense because, you know, you want
1: everything to be in line with what you're doing. So my show is the Melanie Avalon biohacking podcast. The point of it is to bring on people of like all different diverse points of view. I think the only people I don't want to bring on are people who I feel, well, it's hard for me to say that because some of the people who come on are very, I don't use the word dogmatic, but they, they, you know, definitely think what they're doing is like the quote one right answer. And I, I prefer people who, you know, feel that there might be different approaches that work for different people. But at the same time, in order for me to personally explore all the different options, I feel like I have to bring on the people who believe in all the different options, even if they believe that's the only option. Oh, Nutrisense. Yeah. So I'll put a link in the show notes. I interviewed the founder, Cara Collier. She's fantastic. So that was at melanieavalon.com slash Nutrisense. And I'm also going to release the episode with levels. So they both use the same... Right now, they both use Freestyle Libre. They're just they're different apps. They're both really valuable. They both work. I'm a fan. Levels is still in the beta testing phase right now. That was my reasoning for releasing the Nutrisense episode first because I wanted I want people to get it now. And And if I once I release Levels, it's not even out yet. It's a wait list. So that's why I've been kind of really hardcore promoting NutriSense. And right now the price point is better for NutriSense and I want it to be most accessible to everybody. So I'm really hoping Levels brings down their price point. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm kind of like sitting on the episode and I'm, I might just release it once it's already out so then that it's not a weightless situation. But listeners, you can get 15% off of NutriSense at melanieabaloncom slash NutriSense CGM with the coupon Melanie Avalon. And yes, I have mine on right now. <laughs> Good stuff. I was just going to say that and Aura. That's why that came up. I was saying that we were talking about like things that monitor and tell us about our health. So I, I wear that in the Aura ring now. I actually do think you would like the Aura ring.
3: I might. I'm weird about rings. I feel like it's a little wide. Yes. <laughs> it is big. I, I don't like wide things on my fingers. That's <laughs> it. You can put it on any finger. Does that matter? I really don't like things on weird fingers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like your pointer finger? No. I would go crazy. Yeah. My friend Sherry has one. I'll try hers on and see. I'll see if I can handle it. I, I love it. I, I'm going to see her next week.
1: So I'm just finding it so motivating. I'm actually bringing back the founder for a, a listener
3: Q&A. I'm really excited. Or I wanted to send me one, I would wear one, but (laughs) I would try it. But anyway, they actually only send tests like they don't let you keep. They don't let you keep it. Yeah, that's funny. So we're ready for our next question. And this is from Grace. The subject is fruit and hunger, comma, high carb definition. Hi, Melanie and Jen. I've been a fan of your podcasts, Facebook groups and apps for years. You both are the reason I've been able to maintain my weight and sanity. I greatly appreciate all the invaluable knowledge you provide. My question is about fruit. I have always eaten a significant amount of fruit between 50 to 70 grams of sugar daily from fruit. Since the quarantine, I had cut fruit completely out of my diet to lessen grocery shopping frequency. This decreased my sugar intake to five grams a day. I noticed my appetite decreased once I removed fruit. I've always had issues feeling satiated. I have never been able to portion control fruit because once I have a single serving, I always want more. I have been fasting for years now, usually 18 to 20 hours daily. So my hunger levels aren't from the adaptation period. Melanie, you had said that you feel ravenous when fruit is in your diet. And I wanted to know if you had any scientific findings on why this is happening. Could it mean our bodies aren't processing it well? I also feel significantly bloated after consuming fruit. I just love it so much, I often look past the side effects. Second question You've mentioned choosing between low carb or low fat. I started to follow a moderate protein, high carb, low fat diet and am loving it. My question involves the definition of carbs. If someone is eating a low fat, high carb diet, do they need to make sure their diet is low sugar? or is that insignificant if fat is low? Do the carbs need to be whole grain slash complex carbs? Will refined carbs have a similar enough effect? I know the whole foods approach is the best, but if someone is eating low fat and the appropriate amount of food, will they gain fat eating refined carbs versus whole grains? Is the definition of low fat 15% or less of a person's daily macros? Thank you so much for all your life-changing advice. Love, Grace. And- Wow, that's a lot of questions. (laughs) Grace, you are a gifted student because they have a lot of questions.
1: Thank you, Grace, for your email and all of your questions, all of the fruit. So the first thing I wanted to focus on was she said, I said that I feel ravenous when fruit is in my diet. To clarify, so I was eating high carb, low fat for a very long time with a ton of fruit And I was not ravenous at all. And then I went low carb, high fat again. And then every time I tried to bring back fruit, that's when I got the ravenous feelings. So just to clarify, I actually currently am doing high carb, low fat, high fruit. And how are you feeling? I'm still struggling with hunger. (laughs) I'm still trying to like figure it out.
3: Yeah. I, I have to have a certain level of fat or I get hungry. I typically do have fat.
1: From meat and seafood, but it's not usually added fat. But I do have a lot of thoughts on this. And what it is all going to come back to, as we always say, is finding the diet that works for you. So when it comes to fruit, I've seen this a lot, especially in my groups. Which friends join my Facebook group? I have biohackers. People post about this all the time. So I really want to talk about the sugar thing. I personally do not automatically equate fruit to sugar. I know technically fruit is sugar, but there's a big difference between. Refined sugar, which Grace talks about a lot in her question as well. So, you know, like sugar, like white sugar, high fructose corn syrup, which I think it has a lot of metabolic issues compared to, quote, sugar from the natural whole foods form of fruit. I have never, please send it to me if you find one. I have never seen a study showing, I should probably sit down and like try to actually find one, but I have never seen a study showing negative metabolic effects from whole foods form of fruit. There might be one out there, but actually I read a lot of studies about fruit actually. Well, I guess it depends on the context, but there are a lot of studies showing fruit having beneficial effects on diabetes and things like that. It's usually things like blueberries and stuff that they're testing, but the the demonizing studies on fructose, which is what gets linked to fruit is usually on high fructose corn syrup, which you just can't compare. It's basically the refined... Form of sugar in a liquid form, and the ratio isn't even—it's it, like even higher fructose than what would normally be found in fruit. It drives me crazy. Now I'm going to be honest, soapbox. But what drives me crazy also is they will do studies on like refined fructose and compared to like refined glucose or something, and they'll test the metabolic effects, and then people extrapolate from that. They're like, "Oh, fructose, fruit's bad, and fruit's bad." Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, friends. Fruit is not 100% fructose anyway. It's usually fructose and glucose, oftentimes fructose and glucose and sucrose, which is a combination of fructose and glucose. So there's no fruit where it's just like refined fructose, like that just doesn't happen.
3: You get that from like agave nectar, which, okay, so now I'm on tangents. Which had that halo effect of health, right? People are like, agave nectar, it's so good for you. No, no,
1: no. People thought it was really great because fructose does not release insulin. I don't know if it's like 100% it doesn't release it, but it ha- it has very minimal effect on insulin. It, it goes straight to the liver and is processed by the liver compared to glucose, which instigates insulin and to be sh- shuttled into cells. So people thought it was really great for like diabetics. How it turns out is that refined fructose in the liver is not a good situation. <laughs> That's where a lot of the problems come from. So it, it, it's linked to fatty liver. It
3: just creates a lot of problems. We've gone from an apple a day keeps the doctor away to, oh my God, apples are destroying your health. No, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at fruit
1: in terms of sugar, I don't even like using the word sugar because I feel like words are really powerful and semantics are really important. So I would look at it as like 50 to 70 carbs from fruit. That's the way I would look at it. So all of that said, if you find some people do really, really well on fruit and it's like you know, it works so well for them. It fixes their hunger. So many people in my group historically have been on a low carb high fat approach. And then after listening to some of my episodes, like I, I did an episode with Cyrus and Robbie, who wrote Mastering Diabetes. That's at Melanieavalon.com slash mastering diabetes. I recently did an episode with Dr. Doug Graham, who did the 80 diet. That's at melanieavalon.com/slash eighty ten ten. But after listening to episodes like that, they decided to actually try a high carb low-fat approach. And many people, this is not what Grace is experiencing, but many people have found that actually finally they have satiety, they feel better, they lose weight. So it's definitely something to try for a lot of people. If it's not working for you, so Grace is experiencing hunger, then
3: it might not be the thing that works for you. Here's the thing though. She did say that she's doing moderate protein, high carb, low fat, and is loving it. I think the only problem is when she has a lot of fruit. It's like the fruit is causing her to not have satiety. Oh
1: yeah. Compared to like grains or or she's saying do the carbs need to be whole grain or complex carbs? Will will refined carbs have a similar enough effect? Yeah. Does she need to make sure that the diet is low in sugar or is it just about the fat? Because we actually haven't had um, a question about that because we, we received a lot of questions about Going high carb, low fat, but we haven't had a question really about could those carbs be like processed sugar? Do they need to be grains? What they need to be complex? So, I think for most people, the refined form, if there is going to be a satiety problem, the refined form is probably not going to help you out in the satiety department. So, I would argue that probably a lot of the metabolic benefits that you're getting from the high carb, low fat approach are when it's in the whole foods form and it's really regulating your metabolism. It's like your body is. Preferentially using carbs when it needs to. It's entering the fasted state when you're fasted. But those blood sugar spiking refined carbs are a completely different scenario. I think they cause problems for a lot of people. I personally think it's important with the high carb, low fat to make them the whole f- food form of the carbs and then trying to find the ones that work for you. So for some people, it's the fruit. Some people do better with starches. I personally am not a big fan of grains. Because I think they have a lot of inflammatory potential for a lot of people. But I think a lot of people can find grains that work for them. So I personally love gluten-free options. So like rice, quinoa, it's not technically a grain, but rice, quinoa, oats, things like that. And then lastly, she said, can you gain fat eating refined carbs versus whole grains? You can gain fat eating anything. (laughs) I think you're more likely to gain fat 100% from refined carbs. Well, whole grains. I think in the refined form, you're most likely more likely to gain from refined forms of carbs. And then lastly, she says, is the definition of low-fat 15% or less of a person's daily macros? 15% is usually the the highest that you'd want to go for the fat if you are doing this approach. Oftentimes, it's as low as 10%. I don't remember in the Mastering Diabetes if they even... I don't know if they even give macros. They might just do like a whole foods approach.
3: I swear I think it's 10%. Is it? I know, well, 80-10-10 is obviously 10. But I, I really feel like I got that 10% after reading their book. I think they said it because that, that was when I looked to see what my DNA analysis had said, and that was 10%. So I was like, oh, look, these match. Okay. From what I've seen in all the research, and Denise Minger, we've talked about this a lot on this show, but she has like
1: an epic blog post that analyzes a high-carb, low-fat diet and... All of the studies that she referenced, like you really had to be 10% or less of fat to see the benefits. And that's something that when I interviewed them, we talked about that a lot. And this also applies to the flip side of things with the low-carb diet. Oftentimes, people really have to be 10% or lower, be it from carbs or fat, depending on which version of what macros they're doing. To see that the metabolic benefits, because it's like, if you have just a little bit too much, it's like you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot because you're giving your body too much of that one signal, even if it's by just a little bit. And then it's not really able to enter the, what Denise calls the quote, metabolic magic that you can get from a high carb, low fat approach. I'm just reading this is really interesting just because I was searching through mastering diabetes. Like, for example, in a low fat diet, they say that in people who eat a, High carbohydrate diet containing between sixty-five to seventy-five percent carbohydrate and ten to twenty. This is ten to twenty percent fat per day. De novo lipogenesis, which is fat created in your liver from carbs, that accounted for less than ten grams of newly synthesized fatty acids per day. So basically, if you are on a low-fat diet, really high carb, your liver is very inefficient at creating fat from from the carbs, which is really fascinating. But yeah, ten percent would be
3: a good place to start. That's- really long jen do you have thoughts i think you know we we got them i think so i think we did (laughs) if you find that fruit is making you have trouble with satiety that's a big key that maybe you know the tweak that you've been having lately where you're not having as much fruit that might be what's working for you i don't eat a ton of fruit personally so yeah listen to your body boom Oh, that did make me think of one more thing because she asked
1: what might be going on there with the hunger. This has been my theory for a long time and I, I, I still think this might be the case for a lot of people. It's what the rapey people talk about a lot and that is that like your body's potential to rely on glycogen storage. Oh, and actually something else to say about this because this came up a lot in, I've been listening to a podcast. Did I send you, I think I sent it to you, Jen, the recent Peter Atia podcast about
3: like metabolism. You sent me something. I didn't have time to listen to it.
1: I'm still listening to it. And it's like, A, I need to finish it. B, I need to listen to it three more times. C, I need to see if there's a transcript and I need to read the transcript. It is the deepest, deepest dive into metabolic dysfunction and how that relates to processing fuels, glycogen storage, fatty acids. I mean, it's insulin resistance. It is blowing my mind. But something that he talks about in that is that like with insulin resistance, where is the issue it's much more of a deep dive even than dr benjamin bickman's book which i recently had on the melanie avalon biohacking podcast his book is why we get sick which was all about insulin resistance but the peter tia episode which i put in our intermittent fasting podcast stuff we like playlist on the himalaya app it's like a mystery novel they're like talking about where is the actual issue happening with the body's inability to use insulin and you know Use fuels properly, and one of the things they talk about is basically the muscles' inability to take up glucose, basically our glycogen storage potential, and the muscles' inability to properly use and take up carbs. I think that's what's what's happening a lot with this. Is for whatever reason the body is insulin resistant and not taking up like the quote sugar from the fruit. It can create these you know, blood sugar swings. I need to finish that
3: episode. I'm going to try to do that today. I should probably just start it over and listen from the beginning. It's that thing. Well, listening to you describe it, tell me I could never follow it. I'm not a good auditory learner. You know, it's intense when Peter at the beginning gives an intro saying
1: like, this is really intense because all of his shows are really intense. Like any any of his episodes that you listen to, they can be hard to follow. So when he gives a preface saying that this is like really, really deep, then you know it's going to be. But I did, I posted in my Facebook group and so many people, I'm jealous they did listen to it and have been reporting back already. I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta get on that. That was a lot of tangents.
0: Hi friends. I'm about to tell you how to get 15% off my favorite blue light blocking glasses ever.
1: So I am often asked, what are my favorite quote biohacking products and something I truly honestly cannot imagine my life without are blue light blocking glasses. So in today's modern environment, we are massively overexposed to blue light. It's a stimulating type of light, which can lead to stress, anxiety, headaches, and in particular sleep issues. Blue light actually stops our bodies from producing melatonin, which is our sleep hormone. So our exposure to blue light can completely disrupt our circadian rhythm, make it hard to fall asleep, make it hard to stay asleep, and so much more. Friends, I identify as an insomniac. I would not be able to sleep without my blue light blocking glasses. I also stay up late working and wearing blue light blocking glasses at night has made it so I can do that and still fall asleep. My absolute favorite blue light blocking glasses on the market are Bon Charge, formerly known as Blue Blocks. Bon Charge makes an array of blue light blocking glasses in all different designs, so you can truly find something that fits your style and reap all of the benefits of blue light blocking. They have their clear computer glasses. You can wear those during the day, especially if you're looking at screens all day to help with anxiety, headaches, and stress. They have their light sensitivity glasses. Those are tinged with a special yellow color, scientifically proven to boost mood, and they block even more blue light. Those are great for the day or evening. And then they have their blue light blocking glasses for sleep. Those are the ones that I put on at night while working before bed. Oh my goodness, friends. It's something you truly have to experience. You put on these glasses and it's like you just tell your brain, okay, it's time to go to sleep soon. They also have amazing blackout sleep masks. Those block 100% of light with zero eye pressure. I wear this every single night and I don't know how I would sleep without it. And you can get 15% off site-wide. Just go to bondcharge.com and use the coupon code IFPODCAST to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com with the coupon code IFPODCAST to save 15%. All right, now back to the show. Last thoughts from you, Jen? No, that was it. Okay. (laughs) Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. So a few things for listeners before we go. If you would like to submit your own questions for the podcast, you can directly email questions at ifpodcast.com or you can go to ifpodcast.com and you can submit questions there. You can get all the stuff we like at ifpodcast.com slash stuff we like. You can follow us on Instagram,
3: Jen. How is Instagram going? I'm really doing better. I'm mindfully using it. I also, here's something funny. I had like the app inside of like a folder on my home screen. And so I took it out, just having it out of the folder. And now I see it and I think about it more.
1: I'm looking on your Instagram right now and I see your face. There I am. I actually posted it during while
3: we were recording.
1: Yes, 46 minutes
3: ago. (laughs) I did. It was while we were recording. Oh, in your house with your cats galore. Well, the one I posted was me in front of the fireplace.
1: The swamp. There's a picture of the swamp he went
3: to. Yep, there's the swamp. If you go to Instagram, you can see. Can you guys? Visuals. Visuals. See the swamp? You can see the swamp. Oh, and also you can see that my college, Wake Forest, is going to the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl. Is that not the funniest thing you've ever heard of? That's fabulous. It will have already happened by the time this podcast comes out, but I'll just see that on Instagram. The Duke's mayonnaise ball. But that's my favorite mayonnaise. So boom. Oh my gosh. That's so funny.
1: Did you see I posted a video, a biohacking video?
3: No, I don't watch any videos.
1: Okay. I posted my first. I'm so wait, Jen, look at my Instagram later. I posted two reels listeners. I'm doing reels now. It makes me so happy because you know I love film. Like I went to film school. So this is like, I'm like, oh, I can be like making videos. So I I posted one, if you go to my profile, one of me putting on a CGM so you can see what that's like. And then one about... Is it like a live video? You'll see it. So if you go to my Instagram and then there's two recent ones that look very red because I'm in my juve red light and there's a little video icon in the top right corner. Those are the reels. So I put one of how to put on a CGM so friends can see that. And then I put one of kind of a joke, like when he finds out that you are a biohacker, like somebody you're dating, you'll have to watch it because
3: it has music that it makes it a joke. Well, do not expect to see me doing reels. Just FYI. <laughs> I will not do reels. If you're lucky, you'll see cats and
1: things like that. I am obsessed. I have one that I'm going to really soon. It's going to be my night routine. And now I kind of want to create, I got such an amazing response to the, the dating biohacking one that I sort of want to create an app now. For like dating for biohackers.
3: We've actually had people joke that they would like an intermittent fasting dating app. Well, actually, that's what I, I was doing biohacking, but then I was like, you know, it should be an, I mean, honestly, people have suggested that Jen, we should do it for
1: real. You know what it could be called? I already came up with a name. Do you want to hear the name? So, you know, like window shopping? Yeah. So it's
3: window dating. Oh, that's funny. And it could be based on like, you know, your window. Unfortunately, my app developer said no more apps for you, mama. (laughs) That's my son. (laughs) he should not be so quick to do that because the window app that he made for me he made it for me but then he sold it I didn't see a penny from that I mean I didn't make any money from the window app it all went to him which is indirectly helpful because it was my son and so I didn't have to give him any money he had money you know he he spent a lot of time working on that window app so he's like nope done with that done with apps I'm like okay I'm proposing that you and I make a window dating app. Window dating app. That's funny.
1: We could promote it on
3: this show and the groups. All right, listeners, you know, write in, let us know. Are you interested in that? Would you want this? Because I want to do it. So I don't know that. I, w- I don't want to date. I'm married. Oh, I don't want to. I don't. No, no, no. I actually wouldn't
1: use it. I wouldn't use it, but <laughs> I don't even know. I'd be the worst person to
3: develop it. I've never even opened a dating app. I'm going to be celebrating my 30th anniversary. This year in 2021. So, 30 years married. We didn't have apps. Yeah. And I,
1: I just don't date.
3: So, like, <laughs> <laughs> solves that problem. We should do it again. Neither of us know how to do it. We don't know anything about dating
1: apps. I'll figure it out. I can suck it up and use a dating app for research purposes. That's
3: funny. Wouldn't that be funny? I could start going up. To well, it. you know, the joke was you know how they had that commercial farmersonly.com only dot com or something. I don't know. We could be only dot com. Oh, I like it. <laughs> that
1: would be a really good movie plot. Like somebody doing research for a dating apps, so they have to use the apps and then they fall in love,
3: obviously. And they, you know. Well, there you go. See? And they're intermittent fasters and said that <laughs> <laughs> it would need to be an intermittent fasting movie. Oh well, I could be testing my own app. I'd have to use the other apps to figure out what you liked and what you didn't. Yeah, listeners, I do not think we're going to be developing this app. Just, I'm just telling you. I think we are. Do not look for this app anytime soon. I'm doing it. I'm going to hang up and I'm going to go like call somebody right now. You're going to join the dating apps.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I actually been thinking about this a lot. The one thing I'm like hesitant about is I I feel the customer service issue because like my app right now. It, I mean, it's doing so well and it, I think I said it's a hit like number five for food and drinks, apps and iTunes, which was so exciting. Oh, which and it was developed by Cal Jinson. But it doesn't really
3: have a lot of like customer, like I don't have to deal with customer service. I feel like with a, with a dating app would see, like Cal does app stuff for Airbnb. but he's like on one tiny little team. I can't even remember what it is. But all, I mean, there are so many people who work just on like that one app, for example, for Airbnb. It's not like one person does it. It's like, teams of people for each little thing. It's way more complicated when you have users doing...
1: It would require
3: more. Or maybe it wouldn't. I think it would. Maybe we could do it all ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, do not be on the lookout for this anytime. Write <laughs> in now and tell us that you want this. Convinced Jen, I'm already sold. That's funny.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this has been wonderful. It's been fun. Anything else from you, Jen? Oh, right. Follow us on Instagram. So she's Jen Stevens. I'm Melanie Avalon. Now I'm done.
3: Anything from you, Jen, before we go? Oh, I see that you just liked my picture that I posted while we were recording. (laughs) Do you see how good my hair looks in the picture? I'm just going to say that's Beauty Counter Shampoo. My hair looks so much better. Oh, your hair looks fabulous. Doesn't it? I just use Beauty Counter Shampoo. That's it. I'm obsessed with Beauty Counter Shampoo. How could one kind of shampoo? They don't have like all these varieties. It's one kind. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work well, lies, it does. And my hair looks so good now. That's all I'm saying. All of my pictures
1: with my hair is beauty counter shampoo as well. So friends go get beauty counter shampoo right now. You can get that dot com slash beauty counter. Anything from you, Jen, before we go? Nope. That's it.
0: All right. Well, I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember that everything discussed on the show is not medical advice. We're not doctors. You can also check out our other podcasts, Intermittent Fasting Stories and the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. The music was composed by Leland Cox. See you next week.